Welcome back to Sound Up Governance, where every episode is just like all the others. Psych! That's right, it's another installment of The Dumpling Gang. Who's The Dumpling Gang? The best place to start answering that question is by scrolling back to the first Dumpling episode back on October 21st, 2022. In short, we're a group of nerdy friends with tons of stuff in common and tons of stuff not in common. The gang comprises Dana Gray, who's my boo, Mary Lee, Navaz Mystery, Nico Sabourin, who's Mary's boo, and me. Also, we went curling a few weeks ago. Check out the photo evidence in the post. In this episode, I once again ambushed the dumplings over dinner, slapped my mobile phone on the table, set it to record, and asked them to answer a question that, to me, is at the heart of good governance. I want to know, and you can choose whatever type of event crosses your mind, whether it's a like dinner hang with friends or a party or a like meeting or whatever it is what are one or two or three or whatever things that you that would make you go like ah oh, i'm really excited to go to that people i miss i miss because we always have a really good time together i think of this group often cuz I always feel like I've learned a ton, but I've also just relaxed a ton after, which is weird because usually you feel like learning is a very actively or a cognitively tasking thing. But when you can have that, the two of those things together, I wonder what that's related to. But that's often what feels like the dumpling group experience is like for me. I'm going to second that answer. And that's. Uh, that it's like fulfilling of the soul. So it goes that. And I think it's the combination of being intellectually challenged or uh, learning something in that manner. And then just being able to laugh and enjoy and making space for everybody, you know, what's happening in their lives. And so then learning and uncovering something new there, which I feel like is very like enriching and soul, like your soul feels like, energized okay i'll go next so i'll also second what you guys have said but for me i don't think i have like clinical anxiety but like not a lot not all social situations are super comfortable for me so i like a situation where i sort of feel like i can anticipate what the expectations are and that i feel like I know in advance that I can just sort of like be myself. Cause like, mm. I mean, Matt, you mentioned like a meeting that I might be excited about going to a lot of what, what makes me uncomfortable about say going to a meeting is that in a situation like that, you sort of always have to be censoring yourself about how much is appropriate to be your authentic self and how much is, cause like, where I work, they expect you to be very authentic and honest, and they expect a lot of emotional, I don't want to say vulnerability necessarily, but like, that's part of the expectation, which I personally 
think is not always appropriate in a work situation. And so I find navigating that really difficult. So if it's a situation where I know I'm going to be going in and there's going to be that expectation, but I don't really have a very, I don't have a lot of confidence in my ability to navigate that. If it's a situation that doesn't involve that, I'm a lot happier. I don't know if that's really relevant to your question. But can I add to that? I don't think, it's funny you say that. And every time I do hear that, what I reflect on about that is that when companies or meetings or work-related meetings, let's say, are asking for authenticity, um, if not vulnerability, but let's say the authenticity Mm -hmm. part, the funny part about what I think of when you say that is like, it's not that folk, why folks are uncomfortable, at least from my aspect of one area, is that not all authentic selves are accepted. 100%. That's why it's uncomfortable. It's like, because there are yeah. only certain types exactly. that are actually accepted. Therefore, yeah, you articulated exactly. The, the, exactly when you said that, I laugh because I struggle with. Most people think yeah. I'm an extrovert, but I actually feel the same way as that and people think it's easy for extroverts but I laugh because I'm like no but only certain types of like communicators Mm -hmm. or decision makers or those that hold a certain level of authority or power are actually comfortable because those are the only accepted types Mm -hmm. when it becomes authentic so it's actually funny yeah that's a really important component you nailed it sorry not to be pessimistic (laughs) <laughs> no, it's good. I, I want to ask the flip side too, so we'll come back to that. I think uh, to come back on uh, Mary and uh, Nevaz, it's like sharing a moment. It's like present moment, enjoying and recognize who we are, who we have around the table, and just that to be uh, faithful, to be here, to hear, to learn, to share. This is the most important thing. And cheese. And cheese and wine. <laughs> so, cheese and wine sounds, <laughs> sounds trivial, but I'm, go- I'm going to add something that's even more trivial to that, which was relevant today. It was a, the weather was miserable today. Mm-hmm. It was miserable. And I was excited to be here. I wasn't very excited to get here until you guys offered to give us a ride, <laughs> right? So there's like also like for me, convenience matters. The fact that I was highly confident that the food was going to be good mm-hmm. <laughs> mattered, right? Like these kinds of things to sort of really, really dumb, mundane, trivial, human comfort stuff matters too to me. I know I'm. this is not me disagreeing with, I, I think all of what you guys said is more important, but like, the stuff matters too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do I even feel like getting out of bed, let alone go across the city in yeah. 90 kilometer an hour wind with, and rain and whatever? Okay, so go ahead. Can I say something? This piece about presence has, I've been thinking about presence a ton. I used to walk to work and, well, I continue to walk to work, but I used to walk to work often using that time to think about what was going to come. And I've started to discipline myself to not think about the past or the future and just to be present, even if all I'm doing is observing the sidewalk or thinking about what sounds I'm hearing or not hearing. And I think when you're in a space where you're in a, with a group of people where 
your mind isn't somewhere else. It's where you currently are. I think that that says a lot. And I didn't actually think about that's what it feels like when we're in this group. We're just always in this moment. It's a luxury not to have to feel like you're worrying about something that came before or what is to come. So I think that piece about presence is also something I would add to. When I look forward to things, I look forward to things where I know I can be in that moment. So, I mean, we've all of us, not all of us, but most of us in a way have kind of given away the flip side, but let's say it out loud anyway. Same question, only replace excited with dread, right? What are the, the some of the things, we, again, whether it's a dinner hang or a party or a meeting or a conference or whatever it is, what are some of the things you're like, that make you go like, Ugh. Well, I already said mine, but like it does come back to like the things that I worry about are exactly what take you out of the presence, right? Of like, if you're worried about being judged, if you're worried about like, oh, how much should I share? How much should I not share? If, if you're not sure if what you say is going to be accepted, then you can't stay in the moment and you aren't learning and you aren't connecting with people. I was thinking about when it's somebody else's agenda entirely, mm -hmm. even if it's personal or professional, when there's no, and you use that word, Mary, space for you. I dread that. I dread when I know it's all about something else, not what matters or is relevant to me. Mm. And it's not from a space of, at least I don't think, maybe it is from a space of self-centeredness. But like, if there's no place for you, then why are you even there? Mm. But mm. so an agenda dominated entirely by someone or someone's else. Not a word, but. <laughs> yeah, that shows up, I would say, as like a weekly routine but then doesn't enrich or better mm. the self that comes after that. So it can be little things, but when it doesn't, it's like, you know, it's like going to a meal that you really know you don't like the food, like coming out of it, you know, that hasn't really enriched you. Like, cause you just really didn't enjoy it. Um, but I think of it like that when it comes to like work meetings, those little work rituals that, you know, either it's driven by somebody else's agenda or just like a routine that has no longer served a purpose to actually help those that are all present there to actually move forward in, in a direction that's like benefiting them. I'm thinking about, about negativity and, um, around people, I guess. But negativity is more because people. <laughs> because even if the food is not good, mm. there are always solutions. <laughs> so... Butter. Um, <laughs> Hot sauce. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I have anything to add, honestly, because what I was when I think about it, the things... I don't even care whether it's work or play or whatever if there's no point other than just ticking a box <laughs> we're doing this because it's the thing we do like i can't think of anything less inspiring yeah. 
And if there is a point, and I like the point, but I know I'm going to be surrounded by jerks, <laughs> I also don't want to show up. Right? It's uh, like, what's the meeting triangle? That's like, like the meeting version of a gig triangle. Where it's like, is the music good or are the people good or is the pay good? Yeah, right. If it's two of the three, you take the gig. So, like, what are the three things that for a meeting, two of the three makes it worth doing? Do you know what I mean? I've never heard of the gig yeah. triangle, but that makes so much sense. Yeah, you rarely get all three, mm. but you don't do it for just one. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay, so what were they? The pay? The, the people. people? Or the music? The music, okay. Yeah. The, or the job, right? Yeah. Is the job something you actually are excited by? Yeah. Which you can replace the music with whatever is yeah. relevant. Yeah. But, you know, the pay, it's got to be pretty big to put up with jerks. Think about some of the most common gripes you have about what happens in your boardroom. I bet the solutions to many of those gripes could start with a conversation exactly like what you just heard. What are the things that make your board members excited to show up? What are the things that they dread? Where's their alignment? Where's their disagreement? How can you take what you learned and turn it into some new stuff to try the next time you get together? Because it will impact how people show up and whether they're ready to engage. Thanks to the dumplings for being the best. And thanks to you for listening. Listening.